0: so and we're ready to bring to y'all, got the main man here, A.G., Aaron, y'all seen what I did at Donovan Mitchell, don't make me have to go guard Jimmy Butler, Gershon.
1: How uh,
0: you? <laughs> How we doing, uh, man? Uh,
1: <laughs> nah, I'm doing well, I appreciate you all. filled in for me last week in Dallas, I'm actually down in Florida now, visiting my mom and brother for a little bit, so taking advantage of the time where there's not much going on in person to catch up on that while still, you know, staying in the loop with work stuff. So, uh, life's good right now.
0: Good stuff, and Jalen is out tonight visiting family as well. So, uh, hope he's enjoying his time off like you did last week. We'll all be a trio when everybody gets to vacation in the end. It's getting to be that time of year. It is. Especially you, you got to utilize it and take advantage when you can, man.
1: Exactly, yeah, man. I feel like I'm not going to be home for much of June and I'll still be able to be on here uh, during that time, but, uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on, uh, but it, it's good, man. I enjoy getting a little bit of a break and, uh, but with this job, there's stuff that doesn't, that doesn't stop. As we were saying, you know, before we started here for mid-May, it feels like it's, uh, it's a pretty busy time in Lexington. I mean, more, more so on the basketball side, football transfer portal too, but then, you know, just the fallout of the draft and all that. So, you know, for mid-May, uh, or I guess early May, it's not, not to get too far out of myself uh it, 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 there's a lot going on
0: yeah and i guess the you know before i forget the the transfer portal where i don't know if they were they thought they were in a bind Cortland Ford transfers in because with the guys you had wallabar and and, and, and all those guys you for a guy in and then you lose a couple transfers yeah. that could be in the rotation so Now, where are we at as far as the big blue ball is concerned?
1: Yeah, it's a great point. I think we're up to, let's see, I think UK has, if I'm correct, five scholarships left. And my guess is, man, at least one of those they'll use on another offensive lineman. I don't have a name or anything like that. um, But that would be my guess. I I still think inside linebacker is going to be, you know, know, one from uh, Northern Illinois that's visiting soon. I don't have the name in front of me. Uh, but uh, there's a clear connection there, obviously, with um, having played against them. And then, you know, Marco has Cox already joining this team. And I believe uh, the inside linebacker that they're targeting, I'm pulling up him right now, uh, had something like 73 tackles last year. So he's a guy, you know, that's played plenty uh, over in the MAC, where there's some pretty good offenses, some good running backs to stop. Uh, Davion Rayner, that's who that one is. So uh, that's one to watch. And then I still think. You know, uh, they're going to be in the DB market. Uh, the one, I believe, it's Andre Carter, if I have it correct. The one from Maryland. He has a long list of uh, suitors, uh, but Kentucky's on the list of teams um, that are getting a visit. I might, I might have botched the name right there, um, but um, uh, they're definitely going to. Uh, I still Antonio Carter. My fault on that. Um, but they're definitely going to um, be in the market for another DB. I, it's not that they don't like the guys they have; they just want to have more bodies in that room kind of similar when they added um not keegan i don't think it'll be someone like that who's going to start uh but jordan robinson a guy that is kind of lengthy and fits the mold of the type of corner they like and maybe just needs a year to get used to the system build up the d1 body and all that so uh, i still think a corner is possible um an outside shot at receiver but i don't really think so there so i definitely think they're going to add a body to that offensive line room i mean losing one of buford and wallabog is fine You know, you kind of expected that to happen when you had a guy like Cortland Ford, who is a plug and play guy. I don't think he picks Kentucky if he doesn't know that uh, he's going to start because there were other schools that I know South Carolina wanted to get him to visit, uh, but he turned it down, you know, knowing kind of what the situation was in Lexington. So um, I I just think they have to add a body, though, because Wallabog and Buford uh, I thought Buford actually played pretty good uh, in that one start against Georgia. I know he struggled against South Carolina, but I thought he held up pretty well. Uh, and remember, against Georgia, he started left tackle, and he learned about that 20 minutes before the game kicked off because uh, he had the issue with Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Horsey. So, um, yeah, you lose two guys who have starting experience. you got to get someone to replace them, I would think.
0: I almost didn't have time to. Freak out! Just got to get up yeah. there and play <laughs>
1: against Georgia. <laughs> Who, for you and I, Vinny, we have to watch Georgia. You know, oh, in the NFC East, every freaking God Almighty, my! <laughs> I can't
0: believe! Oh, you know, that was bad enough last year during Davis, and now they did it again this year, man. And I
1: mean, they did it times two. I mean, three if you want to count Ringo. Yeah, That's just unbelievable! I can't believe
0: as much as I hate to give them credit, they're they're going to be a problem. They're going to be trouble uh-huh. for. A oh, wow, for us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they sure are.
0: So, you know, I keep having to, you know, you, you still say they've only won one title. You know, you've, you've got to lose a record in the Super Bowl. You still can't be at the table with the rest of us, but they are, they're going to, they're not going anywhere.
1: No, nah, they're going to do damage. They're going to do damage, hmm. man. So and I'm sure we'll get to the draft in a few here, but, uh, Chris Rodriguez can't be happy to see all those Georgia. Like, damn! I thought I was getting away from those. I'm not that the NFL's easy, but the same dudes that have been torturing Kentucky for years are, you know, staying in his division.
0: And the Kentucky running backs. This this keeps the trend going, which wish them all well when they go pro. But as a Cowboys fan, you know Benny Snell to the Steelers. Oh, and now C Rod to the Commanders. Yeah, oh, that one hurt. That geez. one hurt.
1: And you know what? I mean. I think usually when a guy goes to Washington, you're almost like ah, sorry, like that kind of stinks. But Eric Bieniemy, not even so. I don't know if he's gonna do what he did in Kansas City. I think a lot of that was Andy Reid. I mean, I'll give Bieniemy his flowers for this though. Running backs is where he get. That's his bread and butter, man. I mean, he was a running backs coach with AP uh, in Minnesota. He was a running backs coach with the Chiefs before he got um, promoted to OC and he was obviously a star running back himself, who was amazing at Colorado. I still think he's the all-time leading rusher there. And then, you know, played nine years in the NFL. And there are a lot of running backs. I mentioned AP, but guys like that were late picks, like Isaiah Pacheco last year, like Darrell Williams, Damian Williams, um, Jamal Charles kind of had a one more really good year left in him. And, you know, as the enemy who was able to get that out of him in 2013. So. He knows running backs, and, you know, I was listening to Ron Rivera's press conference and that it was, you know, the that was banging on the table for Chris Rodriguez. That means that a guy with that type of vision sees something there, and uh, I wrote about it on Monday, and it pained me to write it, as the Giants said, but uh, yeah. if Eric bien who's a running back kind of guru, is pounding the table for you, uh, you got to feel pretty damn good if you're Chris Rodriguez, so very happy for him. Hopefully, he'll take it easy uh, a couple times a year
0: yeah yeah that's, that's four games that you can just four games mail it in against
1: the, the giants and the cowboys if you don't care <laughs> dude uh, it's funny because benny snell you know he obviously hasn't had the nfl career we all were hoping for he had some good moments and hopefully he'll get picked up here you know at some point uh i know he's on the free agent market but his best game of his career was that season opener against the giants uh in 2020 I think he ran for 125 it's like of course you choose to do that now so uh, it's hard not to root for those guys especially when you get to know and be around them but uh Mm -hmm. yeah that one uh, I I think Chris is in a great spot if I'm Chris Rodriguez I'm pretty stoked
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure speaking of the draft man we uh Jalen and I talked about it last week and and he kind of said it he said you know Lewis can be picked third or fourth quarterback taken and he could go anywhere and it Kind of played out that he went more of the the anywhere route, man. Yeah, man.
1: Uh, I I mean, I could have seen the four going, the three. Excuse me, going ahead of him. I mean, I just thought I thought it was going to be one. I thought it was going to be in the first round. I really did think it was going to be India four. I mean, especially I, I don't know who put out that story that you know he played golf with Shane Steik in nine rounds of golf. Like I don't know, like I, I don't know if that's normal or not, <laughs> but uh. It just feels like something you would do with a guy that you're trying to bond with and know you're going to be around. So um, when Indy went Anthony Richardson, uh, I was shocked initially. And I kind of – at that point, it kind of felt like Tennessee at 11 or bust. Um, obviously, Tennessee gets the offensive tackle they didn't think was going to be there, and he falls out of the first round. Um, so, you know, it stinks, but the, the ways to look at it are, one – the four-year contract is kind of a win for him because if he proves himself he gets closer to that free agency and meaning tennessee is going to be forced to extend him quicker or he's going to hit that market and get paid kind of like daniel jones how he made the most of four years even though his was a different situation with the option department or jalen hurts you know was a four-year contract as a second round pick philly just paid him a huge deal after uh, year three so you know he's going to be closer to making big bucks if he proves himself and also you got to remember, too, that there was Miami was stripped of their first round pick with the Sean Payton, Tom Brady crap, whatever that tampering thing was. So he was picked 33rd, which is really any other year the first pick of the second round. And, and if he had been 32, it would be the same slot as Lamar Jackson. It just would have said second round with how things work. So it, it stinks because he was at the draft and he had to, you know, he, exactly what he told us back in Lexington, where he didn't want the cameras in his face. He didn't want to have the Aaron Rodgers moment where everyone's following him around and you can tell he's upset. Um, So that part of it stinks, but, you know, second pick of the second round, uh, go to a team that in Tennessee where, you know, they're, they're well coached. Uh, I don't think he's going to have to be pressured to play right away with Ryan Tannehill there. Um, They are close to Lexington, their team. He claims he really enjoyed visiting with, and also, uh, that sounds like they would have taken him at 11 or at least highly considered it if uh, Peter Skrowski, uh from Northwestern wasn't there. So I think at the end of the day it'll work out for him. I like the fit um, and he gets to, you know, he gets the, I know he won't say anything about it, but he'll get to face C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson twice a year yeah. once he starts.
0: That's it. All in the same division for the foreseeable future and, you know, the Proof will be out there on the field when they get to go head to head. You know, Trevor Lawrence is there too, so this this mm. division is you know young guns if you want to call them that. You know, when, and Trevor's if if Tannehill moves on, which he's, he's near the end, back nine. Yeah, it's one year left on that. the deal. Yeah, if if when if and when Tannehill moves on, then Trevor Lawrence will be the old head in that division, so which will be crazy. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but
1: yeah, that is when, crazy.
0: When um. Like you said, when the Titans didn't get him at 11, when they went Skaronsky instead, I, we mentioned the commanders already, and I'm like, well, they... Maybe when they the must Heineke, love Sam with, Howell, bro. Yeah, I'm like, how the Heineke the Wentz style, the mess they've been through. I'm like, maybe there's a shot that they yeah, might bring so him in. And when it didn't happen there, I heard something. Well, the Raiders maybe can go sit behind Jimmy G.
1: Yeah,
0: but, you know, after, after yeah, that. Yeah, the
1: Bucks, the Bucks Vikings, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then after it didn't happen there, you knew it was like, uh, he's going to be, yeah. like you said, exactly what he didn't want to happen from that standpoint uh but yeah he's they're rebuilding so he's but Tannehill's there willis and maybe he's not but like you said he doesn't have to be thrown to the fire in year one he can kind of sit back and learn this year and then you know see what happens after
1: that yeah no doubt about it And i think Tannehill, obviously i think he's going into his 11th year so he's a guy who's seen it he's a guy who's had success in this league uh obviously knows what's up in tennessee so it's not a bad situation at all, and it sounds, like I said, from all the interviews from, or at least the one from Will, and then from Brabel and Rand Cawthorn, the new GM there, it sounds like they all really hit it off, and, uh, you know, it ended up being where he was supposed to be, and uh, (laughs) it it is not a bad situation to be in that AFC South. I know Jacksonville is going to be, I think they're going to be pretty good for years to come with that Lawrence-Peterson combo, and what they were able to do this year with a roster that wasn't where it needed to be yet, and they were still able to win a playoff game and get into that second round and a playoff game. They were getting demolished in yeah. <laughs> nonetheless. So, uh, yeah, I, I still think he's in a he's in a pretty good spot. And um, <laughs> I think the funniest part in all of it is that the whole Tennessee, Kentucky dynamic where all these Vols fans are, you know, they saw him at his worst this year, though. they, it, It's hard. It's so hard, though, because that 2021, that game he put against, together against Tennessee, if he doesn't throw that pick to Elante Taylor, that might have been his best game in a Kentucky uniform. I mean, I don't remember his stat line. I think it was 375. I know he had four touchdowns. He had that one play at the end of the game. You know, they didn't come back, but it was a fourth and 26th or twenty-eight, and that play he made to Isaiah Cummings, I mean, that, <laughs> that was one of his best tapes, is that 2021 game against Tennessee and this year it obviously was a it was a mess it was a bad matchup for kentucky with tennessee's d-line and uk's o-line you know top 10 tennessee d-line bottom 10 uk o-line so i see why the tennessee fans would kind of be a little little biased have some recency bias and they wanted their guy Hendon hooker but yeah. um that that was the whole thing to me where i knew whenever levis was going to get picked there were going to be the guys oh did you see his stats blah 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 but the te- having the Tennessee fans there too, it's just like, you know, hopefully this guy can prove them wrong and, you know, be a guy they respect at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I did a little, quick little segment for this today. They'll play a little tapes. Got to compartmentalize. You, yes. You gotta. Your college rivalries should not bleed into your pro fandom. A lot of teams want to do that, but you look nfl team does if they pick a guy from a college team you don't like hey support him don't don't keep merging and bleeding and interact intertwining all that stuff together that's not good
1: Vinny, our quarterbacks respectively go went to mississippi state one of uk's football rivalries Mm -hmm. and duke yeah (laughs) we love those guys so yeah the minute
0: minute, uh daniel left Durham and became a giant. I'm sure you're hope like. I over. hope this guy works out. Of course. Same thing when Dak. Hey, hope Dak works out. Same thing. Yeah. You know. But yeah. And Dak's of, the guy
1: who beat UK head to head. But you, why mm-hmm. would? Exactly. I mean, look. If I were a Ravens fan, I Lamar Jackson would be my guy. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. I mean, yep. that's sports. Exactly. <laughs> it's sports. You got to exactly. like you said. You got to just deal with
0: keep, it. keep that stuff separate. For sure. Um. On the basketball side, man, we, Hunter Dickinson is still a name oh that's out God. there. And yeah. I'm sure there's Maryland fans and Kansas fans, and everybody's thinking the same thing. You know, we've, we've been through this before. Everybody's just breaking their neck to see what happens. You know, when Hamadou Diallo, P.J. Washington, you know, in years past, they're going to come back and refresh, 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 refresh. And now it's subscribe to Hunter's podcast and see him not announce anything except that he's going to announce later. And a lot of people took that bait.
1: I did. I I had to. God forbid it happened, man. And yeah, that was brutal. Uh, That was brutal. Um, I respect what he's doing, though, man. It's a new age and you need to drive clicks, make money. You got to do what you got to do. And look, I I know there are a lot of other podcasts, Field of 68, calling that out and all of that but there were some things that field the 68 does the same thing everyone does you got to promote what you do and I, it was very frustrating especially as someone like working and needing to know if this was going to be something i had to write on or if it was going to waste <laughs> my time but it was what it was you know he did what he had to do at least he talked about the visits and gave some insight there um but uh yeah it was it was definitely frustrating i can see why any fan of any of the six, five teams that are in the race uh, would be annoyed, uh, especially Kentucky fans who have zero patience. And yeah. that's not an insult. It's just the truth. Um, so, and I don't know how this thing's going to go. I, I mean, I don't, at the end of the day, can, the way Kentucky operates without promising anything NIL-wise w- is true. And this might be a situation where he rather take what he knows he's going to make. Um, this also might be just a situation where, you know, Kentucky doesn't want to get into a huge fight because Oscar Shebwag still might come back and they don't want to turn him away. Or they have other contingency plans. Who knows? But uh, it's been a long process, I'm sure, at this point. Uh, we're just excited for him. Anyone should just be excited for him to commit. Whether If it's Kentucky, great. There's a lot of positives with that. If not, Oscar's still on the table. Um, Ron Holland may be on the table, though I think that one's pretty darn unlikely. Uh, and then... Maybe a guy like Grant Nelson that just entered the portal, there's still, I believe it's eight days from now until the portal for undergrads close. So, you know, there's still time there. You know, the roster can be, we saw Ugano and Yenso added to this roster on August 1st, you know, like a day before they were going to the Bahamas. So not to say it shouldn't take that long. It can't take that long, but (laughs) uh, this thing could roll out for another two months for all we know. It's just the way of the world right now.
0: Got the trip to Toronto this time coming up in July yep. for that as well. So, you know, going up against the world, if you will, uh, north of the border. So, uh, we'll see. Um, and like you said, there's no promise of NIL. And if, if you do come, you know, you, maybe there's other opportunities that you wouldn't get elsewhere, you know, i.e., the to, to Jacob Toppin at commercial and, and stuff like that. That he would you would make know, plenty of money. Yeah, yeah. So it's plenty yeah. of money. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, guys like Brennan Canada were making six figures last year, right. and, and guys like Ugana and Yensa made a ton of money. Yeah,
0: and the, what the team deal was at uh, mm-hmm. uh, Morgan and Morgan or something like that with the whole, the like whole
1: squad. So yeah, and you got yeah. like you got Morgan and Morgan, Paul Miller, Ford hooks up a lot of these kids, mm-hmm. uh, Lex Exotics, that car company. We already see DJ Wagner. He's not even on campus yet. He's making money off them. Kareem Watkins is making money from them. Uh, Just local businesses around Lexington and around the Commonwealth. I mean, there's plenty of opportunity to cash in at Kentucky. You saw it. Um, You know, the football side of things, they got the collective going. It's starting to get better on that side. And already the big names like Will Levis was, he had a deal, it felt like everywhere. Wandale Robinson, when he was here, was making banks. there's plenty of NIL opportunity at Kentucky, but the one thing they're not gonna do and I don't know I don't know where how it is with football, but they're not gonna say, for example, yeah, we will give you a million dollars. That is a guarantee. Whereas Maryland, who's desperate, or Georgetown, no, I don't think I think Georgetown's out, but Villanova, even Kansas are pretty much just like, Yeah, side on the dotted line here, we'll guarantee it. I just don't think that's how Kentucky's ever gonna do business. I don't know if that's a winning strategy or not um in this day and age you may have to may have to adjust and go out of your comfort zone but uh as of right now they're just not going to do that
0: yeah so that's a lot of different ways to go about it uh you know like like arkansas for the portal they offer everybody in the world that's how they wonder oh
1: that's a i'm glad you brought that up because i i've always speculated do you think they might do that to like kind of just i don't know kind of Kind of like how NFL draft, how NFL teams put out, oh, we, we're going to draft Will Levis first, but they really have no interest in Like, smoke screens to, like, mm. hey, you know, don't uh, either don't recruit this guy because we're in on him, or recruit this guy harder because we don't even like him and we think he's going to bust and we want you to pay the big money for him. I, I just feel mm. like there's something sneaky with how they do that. Because it's like, you, you have 12, what is it, 12 scholarships for basketball, 13? Mm-hmm. And you, you're offering 50 and you're contacting over 100? Like, so I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i pretty sure from, all, from what I understand, the only player Kentucky's offered out of the portal, and I don't even know if they've offered him is Dickinson. Mm.
0: So Arkansas is sneaky and in your face with it. At the same oh, time, yeah. if that makes any sense. And it's
1: working. I mean, yeah. I, you got to respect what they've uh, done these last – I know they haven't gone all the way, but two elite dates in a sweet 16, any Kentucky fan would sign up for that right now.
0: Uh-huh. And, I don't know, cast a wide net and you're guaranteed to catch more Maybe. fish. I don't I don't know. You know, Holland was a teammate with Anthony Black, so he's good at yeah. that. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the
1: freshman I get more. I do uh-huh. get that more. But these portal kids, man, and yeah. I, I don't know. I think there are five that they've landed or something like that. I know L. Ellis is one of them, uh, mm-hmm. the kid from NC State. Uh, they, they, they definitely cleaned up a bit in the portal, um, but I don't know. There There's just something. There's no other team that does what Arkansas does, uh, yeah. at, le- at least to my knowledge. Mus
0: mm-hmm. is marching to be of his own drum, man. So. Like, does, <laughs> does he even know they're cut Like, how does he
1: keep track of that? Does he have, like, a book going? like? I don't know man it's crazy and
0: and then is it like you know when there's you know, standing room only. You got to turn somebody away, dude. How does how does that work? Oh, oh, all of y'all showed up. Oh, wait, we we can't offer all of y'all, even though we did. We got...
1: <laughs> if Hunter Dickinson and Grant uh, Grant Nelson came to them right now and said, "Yeah, we want to be Razorbacks," what the hell are you gonna do? I mean, like, uh, they're just and they ha- and it's not like they don't recruit freshmen. Like you just said, it last year they had Anthony Black, they had Nick Smith Jr., mm-hmm. they had Jordan Walsh. I mean, yeah. this year they have um, Bay Paul. I mean, they're they clean up man and credit to them this is i just just, i wonder i just would love to be a fly on a wall in their war room uh to know kind of the philosophy and or i'd love one of their beat writers to ask and hopefully you know get a good answer from them i think if i were there that'd be something i'd love to do a story on and know like why how you do it (laughs) yeah
0: that's yeah get somebody on there and try to get something Questions answered by that. Uh, You talked about promote what you do, and that's what uh, these different platforms and stuff are doing. So as always, you can hear us on the Believe Network platform, Believe Podcast Network, and just recently the press release came out that Believe is going to join the Cumulus Podcast Network. So uh, be able to get us in more and more places. Um, Cumulus podcast network will distribute market and monetize more than 300 believe shows you know apple spotify stitcher TuneIn, in amazon podcast google you name it uh, different television shows television uh, streams as well youtube and a lot of other distributors so big news as far as the network that we're on believe podcast network joining up with Cumulus. so good stuff there going forward man. So. absolutely yeah, so like I said, promote what you do, and yeah, we got to promote what we're doing over here. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> everybody,
0: else, everybody else, is doing it, we got to do it too. <laughs> um, man, UK baseball, it's 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 what we hope it wouldn't be. You know, right. let's talk about stack wins, stack wins, win series because the meat of the schedule is coming swept at Vanderbilt. Huge series coming up against South Carolina. The you know the every schedule you look at football, every every team has that gauntlet portion of the schedule where it's Georgia at LSU, and then you know Arkansas, Ole Miss. You get that three or four game stretch that's tougher than all the rest. That's where Kentucky is at the baseball portion of their schedule.
1: So, yeah, yeah man. It. Look, we, we kind of knew the schedule was what it was, but, yeah, it's tough, man. You go from 8-1 in SEC play to 11-10 in what feels like the snap of a finger. Uh, you play South Carolina this weekend, who has been outstanding all season. They've won, I don't know if they've lost an SEC series yet. Uh, if they have, it was against, I'm guessing, someone pretty good beat them. Uh, maybe maybe their LSU series they lost. Actually, I think they split a game about Randy out there. So, They're a great team. They are coming into Lexington, so maybe, you know, you can get some some advantage playing at home. But, yes, number three team in the country, that ain't going to be easy. Uh, The weekend after, you go to Knoxville. And for a while, it looked like Tennessee, whether it was a hangover, whether it was just losing guys to the pros, whatever, they weren't going to be the same. But they're the hottest team in the country right now, or at least in the conference. So, that's not going to be easy, especially in that tiny little ballpark where Kentucky's not a home run hitting team, uh, and Tennessee is. So yeah. that's a tough one. And then Florida is is another great squad, and they're coming here uh, the final week of the regular season. So, you know, this team, assuming they could win three more conference games and kind of stay in good shape in the RPI, which mm-hmm. I, think, I think the RPI, they'll be fine. Uh, they should still be an NCAA tournament team, uh, but the hopes of – a, going far in that tournament, and B, hosting a Lexington Regional uh, Slim to None, which is really, really uh, unfortunate with how well they were playing and how the fan base was buying in. And, you know, hopefully they'll still get some good support this weekend. Uh, still a much better season than we've seen the last four years, but, you know, there's been some, I think the two, outside the schedule, the things that have hurt them are one, one, uh, the pitching has not held up, which was, was always your fear. Uh, Seth Chavez, who was closing games, got hurt down at LSU. I think it was at LSU. Uh, he hasn't been back yet. So, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're a bit of a mess. And the other thing is just questionable decisions. And I know I'm hard on Ming but, you know, two games you lose because you decide to intentionally walk a guy that didn't need to be intentionally walked. And, you know, sometimes you hit on those, sometimes you don't. But when you lose two games, that you easily could have won. One of them at LSU, one of them yeah. at home against A&M. Yeah. And then
0: the, the, you know, had Alabama swept. That's another game you yeah. could have had. And right now, you'd be looking at 14-7 and seven instead of 11-10. And, and that's and
1: 14 is the magic uh, number. 14 uh, is the magic number every year, right? I mean, last year, I think Kentucky was at 12, and you were kind of kicking yourself or not. They lost 2-3 to, to Missouri, who finished in last last year. And that was kind uh, of the game that, really slapped you in the face if you could have won that series or at least ever swept that series you're probably going to make the NCAA tournament but 14 is that magic number and it felt like an eight and one and then I think nine and three uh 10 and four maybe 10 and five it felt like almost a guarantee we're going to get to that but yeah. with how the schedule shakes up uh, four, yeah, I mean they got they got nine left they got to win three mm-hmm. the, they got to win one a series at least
0: right And this year, like you mentioned Missouri, this year, that doubleheader at Georgia, it kind of proved to be the same thing. You You win the series opener, weather and all that, and then you you come back and win it.
1: That was great. They could have got swept easily.
0: Right, right. Exactly right. Because Georgia's next to last in the conference now. They're they're just ahead of Missouri, I mean, in the the East, rather. So, uh, well, I mean, they're, yeah, you know. And I still, look, I still can't get over Mississippi State and Ole Miss. The two, they went, they both won championships, and now they both are down at the bottom.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> That's wild what's yeah. happened with those two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I know State was playing a little bit better for a little bit. They have a good offense, but, yeah. And part of it, too, is those guys, especially Mississippi State, They that roster was just full of veteran guys who oh, were at the end of their college careers. And, you know they were able to kind of win it. both of those teams it was kind of like the end of their window and they were able to take advantage of it and it, it just shows one it, or just one really it just shows how good the sec is i mean there's yeah. no margin for error uh in the sec if you make a questionable decision if your pitching isn't up to par if you can't score enough runs you're going to get beat a lot and uh right now kentucky they, they, the offense is still somehow some way with that small ball it's chugging along i think yeah. there's you know the Texas A&M series. I mean, they lost the game eight to seven. Um, I think the first night they put up a couple of runs. I, I don't think offense was ever the issue in that series. I know Georgia. They they struggled to put up runs. It was kind of a wacky situation with the seven inning games. But mm-hmm. you know, you tip your cap there. But LSU, they scored a boatload of runs. Um, yeah. Even even last weekend. I mean, this, at Vandy, they, the offense was fine for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to win games. You got to find a way.
0: I'm trying to. Hold on down the stretch now, and and not take on too much water, and, and just trying to just trying to make it. But uh, the schedule is it's just like we thought it'd be. But hmm. uh, UK tennis, the men's tennis went to uh, you know the championship game, championship match last year. They're four seed and hosting this year, so they followed it up with another good season and hopefully another tournament run from those guys. Man.
1: Yeah, they went. They, right, they were the winner up to Virginia. Right, mm-hmm. they beat Tennessee in the final four. So. Yeah. Yeah, they've, that's become one of the sneaky good programs on campus.
0: And I'm, you know, I, I kind of felt like I did in 2012. I'm like, look, just if you lose the championship, just beat Tennessee to get to the finals. <laughs> Same thing when they, they played Louisville in the Final Four in 2012. I'm like, I don't care if we get to the championship and lose to Kansas by
1: 50. Got to be Louisville. Let's
0: not lose to Louisville in the Final yeah. Four. So, yeah, it's, you know, glad to see you know, beat those rivals in those
1: situations. Yes, no, that is one of the programs that has been just really, really consistent. There are a lot of those small sport or lesser sport, whatever you want to call them. Not lesser, I'd say smaller, you know. Less non-revenue ticket, sports. Non-revenue sports. sports, yeah. I mean, softball's been really good for years. I know they're a little down this year, but. We know how good the volleyball program is. We know how good rifle is. So yeah. uh, that, that that's kind of joining the mix right now, which is pretty cool. The more sports you're better at, the better.
0: Yeah. And, you know, people love to hate Mitch Barnhart for the alcohol and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, there's some stuff you can really grab him about. <laughs> I have to get your thoughts, too, about it. But of all the sports overall, you know, you see Kentucky in the Directors' Cup standings. That's because all the sports have improved. It's not just right. you just hang your hat on basketball anymore. Volleyballs won a championship. Tennis makes a championship run. You know, soccer and, and, and uh, men's tennis. All these all these other right. sports have been elevated. Swimming and diving a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. you you got you can knock him for not selling alcohol and fine. He should. You shouldn't just be able to go to the Whistler Club. And Kroger field oh, yeah. together, but give him credit for you know all the things that the other programs do, and you know some do, some don't. I want to, maybe I kind of knock him. He's on the committee. Jalen and I talked about it last week. Greg thinking, you know, they're trying to crack down on storming the field and all of that, which was ridiculous. I mean, I it's, get it's
1: a safety thing, but like, come on. The fines are pretty bad. I don't think any AD is happy. Remember what Tennessee did uh, when they put out, like, ai don't think it was a GoFundMe, but they started doing fundraising uh, after that, <laughs> that goalpost situation. Like, look, I get, the safety part is real, uh, especially, like, when you have goofballs like that one guy on Alabama, you know, I don't think he sucker punched someone, but he kind of put his elbow up. I know the Virginia Old Dominion game, or Virginia Tech Old Dominion game. There was an incident, so you know things like that. You have knuckleheads who make dumb decisions, but uh, field storming's cool. <laughs> the court storming—that's that, part of the—it's part of the beast, man. You're never going to get that in the NFL. You're never going to get that in Major League Baseball, the NBA. Um, it, it's a unique thing, and it, it, how how many times a year does it really happen? To, I mean, so yeah, well, a lot uh, of people... it, it shouldn't it shouldn't screw over the players and the coaches yeah. for a big win
0: a lot of people kind of were raising their eyebrows because it happened twice to Alabama last year. And maybe this is why all these rules yeah. and crackdowns have been talked about. Because Tennessee stormed yeah. on them, and LSU stormed LSU. on them. And now maybe it, Has Saban I, called the office and be like, hey, we I, need to I do will something say
1: <laughs> One, two things. One, what would Clemson do? They storm after every game. Win or lose, I think. I, I think it's win or lose. Yeah. So that's like a tradition that would go away. and. Whatever you think of it, it's a cool tradition that's been going on for how many years? They shouldn't have to lose it. And two, I will say this. There are some fan bases where it's like, don't storm. You should expect to win this game. Like, there are certain aspects. Like, now, if Kentucky beats Florida again this year, do not storm the field. That should be the expectation. Mm -hmm. It's not like Kentucky ever storms when they beat Louisville. They expect to win that game now. Can't be. Um,
0: Tennessee now. Do Tennessee when they
1: that? beat Bama again. If they beat Bama again in Neela next year, don't storm. You should oh, expect boy. to be there. LSU even LSU even LSU. I thought that was kind of lame. Like they won the national championship two years ago, uh, and I know they sucked for uh, two years, or they were for their standards they sucked. But you, what you beat Alabama with Joe Burrow three years ago. You yeah. just beat them again. There's no reason to storm. And mm-hmm. even, like, Arkansas A&M, maybe uh, – I guess they're neutral now. So, I don't know. There are just some examples. A- A&M-Alabama, that was the one where there's been games in the last 10 years that A&M's won. Like, I don't know. It's just – no when to storm. But, like, when you have a game – if Vanderbilt beat Alabama, yeah, I, I, the Vandy fans should storm the field. You know, things like that. And even like, uh, Kentucky beating Florida in, in Lexington for the first time in 30 years warranted. Um, but there are some storms, basketball too, um, where it's like, all right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Act like you've been here. Like, I'll, I'll get one more on one example. I was convinced Arkansas was going to storm when they beat Kentucky last year. Not uh, with J.D. Note. Kentucky was like a top five team. Arkansas was right there. But Arkansas fans, to their credit, didn't. I fully was expecting that. So th- things like that. It's avoidable.
0: Yeah. Um oh, so we got anything else? We covered everything Kentucky wise.
1: I believe so. Yeah. Um, obviously, happy for all the guys who, uh, yes. Like, well, Carrington Valentine, first of all, uh, getting oh, yeah. in that late round, but uh, more so, at least for me, like DeAndre Square, man. That one, I was so happy to see that one. Uh, I wasn't sure. I'm just, I thought it would be a mini camp invite at best, and for him to get a UDFA deal. And to get it with the rams an organization that obviously knows what kentucky's all about uh that one i was stoked about i really really got to enjoy being around deandre and i'm glad he's getting his chance same with tayshaun manning um really good kid who worked really really hard he was kind of one of the it sucks that the offensive line was was so rough last year because he did a lot of good things um he was always you know i think he might have missed one game with injury but he played through some things that not many people know about he Obviously, overcame cancer earlier in life. So, you know, he's a guy getting a guaranteed 20000 which is not easy as an undrafted guy. So, happy for him. And then, um, I believe the other UDF, there was one other UDF, Keidren Smith. Uh, he had a great year. I mean, he was, I think at PFF, PFF had him as like a top 20 graded corner last year in the country. So, uh, I was kind of surprised he didn't get drafted in the sixth or seventh, but happy he's getting a shot. He's from West Palm, so... Going down to Miami, close to home. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then all the guys who got mini camp invites, Jaquez, uh, yeah. good fellow. That is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jordan Wright. So all those guys, yeah. you know, uh, all you need is an opportunity. So good luck to those guys too. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, your Knicks even things up last night.
1: So uh... I'm just I can't believe that I'm watching second round basketball, man. <laughs> it's like the That's... second time in my life. Wow wow really i think so 2013 and that's it yeah jeez so i mean it's it's fun obviously um would have loved to have taken game one uh they should have taken game one but you gotta tip your hat to miami and then yesterday was scary (laughs) i didn't know if they were gonna pull it out but you know jalen brunson josh hart made the plays down the stretch and they got the job done. So uh, yeah. glad to be all squared away heading down to Miami, better than going down 0-2. Oh, Seven-game yeah. series, uh, plenty of Nick fans in Florida. So we'll, right. we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens. But uh, it's an exciting time, man. It, it, this, this, you know, I feel like for years the NBA playoffs were – there were some good games here and there, but you kind of knew it was going to be Golden State and for a lot of years Cleveland or oh. – then it was boss you know you kind of felt like you knew what was going to happen this year man any literally any of the teams alive getting to the finals would not shock me and that's awesome yeah. that one's yeah. the last i can't remember the last time the NBA's had that so uh yeah. that, that's really cool i mean literally miami the way they're playing the knicks the way they've played boston and you know philly are the favorites in the east and on the west side the lakers are hot at the right time uh the warriors have all the pedigree in the world the nuggets are a machine uh and the Suns have freaking kevin Durant. so like any team any <laughs> team alive right now could win the whole damn thing and that's cool
0: mm-hmm. you got five six seven and eight seats still alive um you know
1: every seat, every seat, of of the, seat. yeah
0: absolutely so,
1: so yeah it's been a blast it's mm-hmm. i'm i'm very critical of the nba and the product but they're delivering this year
0: yeah and it was crazy to but the Heat win game one, but the Knicks, the Knicks controlled most of the game. And then no, the vice, no. vice versa last night with mm-hmm. the Heat kind of controlled and then the Knicks coming back and, and taking it away. You know, no uh, Randall in game one, no Butler in game two. So 1-1, and you know, we'll see what happens if they in Miami. Jimmy Butler will be back, and, and maybe both teams will be at full strength as possible yeah. for this time of year.
1: I think so. I think that's how it's going to happen, and uh, um, <laughs> I, I really respect and like Jimmy Butler, but I was glad he wasn't playing.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm yeah. glad Tyler Hero ain't playing either. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's right. Yeah, he's done for, The injuries. So that's that's what is this. So that way in the man. NBA it's, it's who's who's going to be the, the, the healthiest coach. Now the Suns through. aren't
1: going to have a CP3 maybe mm-hmm. for the rest of the series. So. Yeah. And That's tough, man. Denver's playing out of their minds right now. So
0: And they are so deep. And you know, Murray is just on fire. Jokic, yeah,
1: Jokic you know, is a from Missouri
0: MVP. is out there, you know, finally hitting his stride. So if if you know, if they're healthy, they they look they're gonna be hard to beat. You know, they should come out of the West, but you just never know. I was saying it earlier, you know, we we could have potentially been talking about a Milwaukee three peat Milwaukee wins it. Then the second year Middleton is hurt, and then yep. this past year, you know, Giannis, Giannis goes down. So I mean, potentially could they have they could have easily went back to back. Sure. And this year, you know, they probably you know expected to. Do oh, it, they were the best team you know, in the East. Yeah, thought, like, it was yeah, pretty so. damn
1: obvious. And but you know, again, I don't wish injury on anyone. Don't hate that, but it's good for the NBA. And I hate that, but I it's good for the NBA to have so much parity, man. I mean. I, I mean, yeah, the, the Knicks and Heat are probably the biggest long shots left. I think any and maybe the Suns at this point just with how Denver's rolling. But it, I, there's just not a team that's left where it's like, yeah, they have zero chance. There's no there's none of that where <laughs> it feels like every year in the NBA, it was like two or three teams max for like a decade. So uh, just whatever team LeBron James was on, whatever team, well, the Warriors. So, <laughs> right. yeah. And right. the Lakers. Yeah. So it's just, it's fun. It's good for the game.
0: Can't talk about Kentucky without talking about the Derby. Is Derby Week. Have mm. you have you covered the Derby? You have been to one?
1: No. Or? no, I do tune into it. I haven't. I still haven't fully gotten into all the horse stuff yet. I do my reading up on it the day before, um, but it's. I mean, it's an awesome watch. I've always watched it. It's it's the best. What is it, is ninety seconds in sports? Is what they call it? Fastest two minutes. Uh, fastest two minutes. I knew there was a thing. So, it is. It'll be exciting. It's always great. I didn't see the weather yet. Hopefully, it's awesome and not crappy like it is some years Yeah, Um. Yeah. So it
0: could be, be any kind of weather derby, Any kind. It's been cold, hot, rain, fog, You know. As a Kentucky native, I still have not checked that off my box yet. You well, know, wow, there Keeneland you go. I've done that. I've still got to get some Derby. I've done Keeneland. But uh, yeah, I always watch the Derby and uh, not really, not a betting guy, not a horse guy, but I'm, um, you know, casual if you will when it comes to that. But I always love uh, to watch the Derby. So, Same yeah, here. Yeah. be another enjoyable edition, the 149th Derby, uh, the longest running event, you know, I think in the United States because that was before the World Series. You had the Kentucky Derby, and yeah, it's, before, before not all a miss to be, yeah, so. Right there in little kentucky churchill downs the whole world will turn its attention to kentucky like it always does everybody rolls in from all over the world and you know it's definitely enjoyable Uh, celebrity pairings people would not see together you know like i mean you know jack harlow and some you know country singer that you wouldn't ever see together and you know all that kind of stuff all Smoke, these that yeah. is smoky robinson and daniel tomlinson or you know something like that you know it's crazy yeah, no
1: it's crazy who shows up for it it is a it's a definitely a huge huge celebrity uh it's like a nick game it's like a knicks game that's how it kind of feels yeah, like. yeah. um or you know these award shows sports or not so yeah it's it's always a spectacle it's always fun to watch and uh again hopefully weather's great and uh everything goes as planned
0: how are your Knicks? Your you know, last thing. How are your Jets friends feeling now? They got Aaron Rodgers and former cat Randall Cobb from the Kentucky Connection. But you've been a Giants guy. Are the, are the Jets getting a little chesty now that they they got Rodgers and
1: Yes, that <laughs> I think they're winning a the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, look, I would be too uh, when they have been through hell at the quarterback position. Um, they've you know they've had a lot of elite defenses. Obviously, right now, they're in great shape, but having the 2009-10 teams, it was Mark Sanchez at quarterback when he had all those guys on defense. Um, And this year, you know, they have a good skill position group at receiver and at running back. I'm still questioning the O-line, and they have a great defense. So they feel like they're a quarterback away, and they get, you know, a three-time MVP. So I get it, but look, uh, it's the Jets. (laughs) If there's one team that gets screwed up, it feels like it's the Jets. I mean, I'm not sold on Nathaniel Hackett at all. Uh, I'm not sold on Robert Saul as a head coach. I'm not sold on Joe Douglas as a GM, even though he had a great draft this last year. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts in the AFC. And not, if they were in the NFC, I'd feel pretty darn good about their chances. Yeah. But they're they're in the AFC, man. And that that AFC is insane. So, um, we'll see. I, I'm fully expecting though the Giants and Jets do play each other this year. I would not be shocked if that's a, it'll be prime time whenever it is, but I wouldn't be shocked if that's a week one right there. Oh
0: man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, be the time before we know it and, you know, it's Jets. I guess. I mean, long suffering, I, I guess. Do they, do they still sell out? I mean, they're passionate, and you got the Fireman guy and, and all those Jets fans. Fireman Ed. Yeah. Are they Is it still, like, they oh. show up regardless, like Cubs fans. You know, is that how the Jets are or not? No. <laughs> yeah.
1: right, so. I mean, they show up pretty good, and they're passionate. They'll always be there. But I'd say they're more like a Louisville fan this year, right? Where okay. if they, they'll let you know they won't show up great if you stink. But they're yeah. always going to love you. They're always going to support you. They're going to be pissed off even when it's a game that, you know, you should probably be taken for a draft pick and you win uh, and you lose that game still, rather. They're going to be bad. So, uh, you know, they have a very passionate fan base. It's just not It's not. – they're not going to be there like the Cubs, like the Red okay. Sox, things okay. like that. All right, gotcha,
0: gotcha. You know, had to get that in there because, you know, that was news a few days ago. Um, I think we hit it all, man, and everybody – Go to catspaws.com and check AG out, as always, that you covered, and all the insights, and all the news and notes. Enjoy your time down south, man.
1: And, Appreciate that. Hope
0: uh, you have some good weather and relax with the family. It's not too hot yet down there, is it?
1: Nah, it's perfect, man. Oh, it's good. perfect.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll be back next week, man, Talk about the Derby and if Techies roster changes, or if it doesn't. and everybody who just knows relax we'll we'll see it'll happen one way or the other. he'll either commit or he won't and he'll announce it at some point in time
1: he'll play somewhere
0: yeah that's it so we'll we'll talk about what when all that happens we'll be talking about it here on believe in kentucky so and gershaw my name is Vinny harding I have jalen whitlow back next week too and we enjoy bringing this podcast to y'all each and every week appreciate y'all listening and hit that subscribe button and Join us again next week on another episode of Believe Baby